Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Plebeian Power Hour with your hosts, Tipper and Kim. Today, we're going to be talking about space and lunar goals. So at the beginning of the year, we did a show and we talked about some of the things that were projected in 2023. And one of the things that we talked about were all of the lunar uh, expeditions, expeditions, plans from countries to visit the moon. And we, there were six countries, I think, originally that were had plans to go to the moon. And we're going to check in on all of these countries this time. Yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it really ended up being a, a great year. It was not. There were... What was the total number of successful missions to the moon? Uh, I think there was one successful landing. There was one successful landing on the moon. That's true. And, and so, there were two not successful, and there, and there were some postponements. <laughs> yeah, and there's a mission that's currently in progress right now. Yes, that's Japan's second mission. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I was going to say also India, but theirs is over. Theirs only was for two weeks, so theirs is finished. And they were the ones who actually had the successful mission. Yeah, so it started... In, in 2022, in December, there was a, a launch where uh, a company called iSpace from Japan launched their mission towards the moon. And one of the things that I found interesting, and I don't know when this started, if this is a new thing, but people are taking longer routes to get to the moon. So, yeah. like, when they went back, you know, when they were sending astronauts to the moon, you don't want to spend a ton of time. And so this is like, a, you know, eight you know days sort of thing is what you're trying to get is a very short mission. And I think they're doing it for fuel reasons. Yeah, it is for fuel reasons. So the two countries that did that this year were India and Japan. And it, because of fuel reasons, it takes them three to four months to get to the moon, which is not true. It takes them three to four months to land on the moon. And I'll explain that a little bit and maybe explain it again later. But, for example, when Japan had their first mission that took a long time and they got to the moon and then they had a break of communication and then a crash landing, they have resent up something and they resent it up in September and they... It passed by the moon in yes. October. <laughs> it passed by the moon just a few weeks later, but it wasn't in a position to land. Yeah. And so it's like not the, going to until January. On their one, they, they launched in December, December 11th of 2022 mm-hmm. was their launch for their first one. And this was actually, it was a Japanese company called iSpace. It launched out of the United States on a SpaceX rocket. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it launched out of Cape Canaveral and... NASA also had a, a satellite that they were going to send to the moon. So they launched the rockets up and then the separate, and then they take separate trips to the moon. So Japan had a lunar landing and NASA had a satellite. And I don't know what else was in that on that SpaceX set. There might have been other satellites, That's other things. That's fascinating. I didn't even know that. But they So they launched on December... 11th of 2022 and they hit lunar orbit in april 13th of 2023 
And one of the things that they say is that if they take this really long, ridiculous path, it allows them to not have to use burn fuel to get into the orbit or even when they are planning on landing to not have to use so much burn fuel to slow them down and then to also when they do a landing to land. So that's one of the reasons because fuel is very heavy they're trying to make something happen without so much fuel. It's not a heavy. And they save a lot of costs too like Mm -hmm. India is on their program I think they did their whole thing for like less than a hundred million dollars or right oh, around there get this the the rocket that japan used was 120 million dollars to create and to give you some perspective the newest military plane from the united states cost 550 million dollars to build so their spaceship was way cheaper it doesn't it's not a spaceship their rocket their was, rocket was way cheaper than just a regular battle aircraft and and what is crazy too with that is like they were i saw jokes when india did their moon landing Mm -hmm. they were saying yeah they did their whole you know moon landing cheaper than like an american movie about (laughs) like they were they i think they gave the movie like gravity or something as an example they're like yeah they went to the moon and did this for cheaper than it took for us to to make a movie about, about somebody going to space. <laughs> and you know what's funny? As the only successful country to do this, they did a lot of things that were fairly, I don't know, I don't want to say cheap, but kind of cheap because they saved a lot of money because they did the lesser fuel, and but they did launch it themselves. They, launched, they did everything themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that India was saying is they wanted it to be cheaper so instead of outsourcing you know when they go to buy parts you know everybody's selling these expensive parts and they just well we'll just make them all Mm -hmm. we'll just make everything ourselves and so that was the way they kept their costs down and and ridiculously down compared to you know some of the other costs but going back to this japan the first mission that that, that failed, so it was the first mission of 2023, launched in 2022, took several months for them to get into orbit, and then they go try and land, and what had happened is, I think there was like a faulty sensor on their uh, landing craft, so their lunar lander starts to go down, and some sensor is telling it not to go down and so it just stopped, and it's just burning fuel sitting what? at like five kilometers up, and it won't go down because there's a sensor that is telling five it. Five kilometers? Yeah, it's five kilometers up from the ground mm. when it burns all the fuel, and then once the fuel goes, then it just crashes to the ground, and and they lose all communication. Mm-hmm. And but, I had read a very simple version of what happened where they said, oh, we just lost contact. And, but the speed increase, yeah. they, they had record of the speed increasing, and that must be because they ran out of fuel. Yeah, so they sat and burned all their fuel because, wow. you know, it's got this automated thing, you know, to go down where it's saying, hey, look, I'm sensing something. I don't want to, you know, kind of like a your, your automated cars or whatever, is they're going to sense and say, oh, no, there's a vehicle or something here. I'm not going to move forward. 
Well, that's what's happening is it's sensing something, so it stops and it, it just the invisible yetis. I, they fly in the sky. <laughs> and they're like, dang it, they're they're interested in the moon again, Carl. Just sit underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it from coming. Don't run out of fuel, don't worry. <laughs> but it was really kind of amusing too, because I, I didn't know this. The United Arab Emirates had a lander or rover that was on there. Really? So there were two rovers that were on the this lunar lander. And one of them was from the United Arab Emirates. And it was just this uh, 22-pound box, essentially, with wheels that was supposed to drive around and take pictures and do whatever. But the other one I thought was really kind of awesome. It was designed by a company called Tomy. And they're the same company that makes the Transformer toys. Oh, what? It, and they did it with the university, but this company mm, made this idea. this little sphere that is uh, eight centimeters, and the, and what happens is it pops it in half essentially and goes out, and the sphere becomes these two wheels, <gasps> and then it can drive around, and it has cameras on it, so That's it weighs genius. half a pound. No, and it just. Is, is designed to, you know, pop open, and then these wheels can spin, but they can also, they call it walk, so one side can kind of lift up or, oh, so good. that it can navigate around and take pictures. And and there's one of them wow. on their current, you know, mission that's in progress. But I thought it was really awesome that the Transformers company is involved in, and they helped build this that's, little... That's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was looking at this, I kind of got, I always get lost in the what, like the beginning stuff. And when I was, was researching these companies, because I, the number of countries that can shoot their own rockets into space and have stuff on them, like for lunar exploration or anything, is, is a very small number. So to give you an idea of, Four countries have landed something on the moon. Yes. And no. Five countries have landed something on the moon. But four but successful. Four have landed things successfully. They call it a hard landing when when they purposely crash. So if something is yeah. orbiting and they have to crash it into the moon, that's a hard landing. A soft landing is when they landed on purpose. And then sometimes they call crashes hard landing, too. <laughs> So when they talk about how the first Japanese mission wasn't successful, they do sometimes refer to it as a hard landing, even though it was, in fact, a crash. But Very hard. It was a very hard crash. And and NASA came out a month later and said, we found it. We found your, your crash location, and here are your images. Yeah, so apparently NASA has a satellite going around the moon. Yeah, a lot of and and, and there's several of them. There's something like 13 satellites around going around the moon. Some For of them. What I wonder is to take pictures of everybody else's landings. Pretty much. <laughs> so that oh, everybody was like, we went to the moon. moon, and we're like, well, we'll check and see if you really did. I verify 30 days later. But yeah, you can see the pictures of the crash, and they're not the stuff that I saw wasn't very high resolution. No, it's not. But you can kind of see a pock mark on the ground that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about all you can see. They have 
some video capabilities. This this reminded me of something totally separate from this, where they have a video of the moon, a live video that they watch from NASA. That must be exciting. I know. and But it's, it's terrible quality, but you can see the light side of the moon, just a sliver, and it's videoing at the time, the dark side of the moon. But like an asteroid or something had come in and landed on the moon and made this little explosion of sorts and they yeah they have this video of it and i'm like i don't know why i should be surprised that they have live video of the moon (laughs) but i am it was surprising to me but i did learn about the different countries space programs because i had only ever heard of the united states and soviet union having space programs for a long time but when you look at these countries, a lot of countries started their space programs in the 1950s. So Japan started their space program in the mid-1950s, and their space research started at the University of Tokyo, just as kind of maybe like a class type of situation. They had rockets that started at 12 inches, and by the mid-1960s, they are 49 feet long. So at this time... Don't forget, Japan is just out of U.S. occupation after the war. The occupation ended in 1951. But then in 1963, Japan launches Oshumi, Osumi, their first satellite. And I was like, what? I didn't. I'm so stupid. I didn't know everyone else was launching satellites. But it, they were the fourth country to launch a satellite into orbit on their own rockets. And I was like, fourth? Who was who was third? France was third. What? <laughs> I I can see that. They got it. The Airbus uh... Yeah. But their space exploration efforts from the sixties to the nineties did not go so well. But then they had in two thousand three they you know, combined all of their space programs into one space program, and then that kind of led to their development now. Yeah, that's as far back as I saw it was mm-hmm. the, the mission. So that initial mission was actually a private company called iSpace, and, mm-hmm. and it was a Japanese company. But the current mission that's going on that Japan has going on was their version of NASA, which is like J-A-X-A, JAXA. Mm-hmm. And that's who's running the current mission. And it does have that same, uh, it's called Sora-Q, that same little 8-centimeter sphere is on eight centimeter. the current one. That's teensy. It's teeny. What do you, I mean, I could see 8 inches. Like, oh, yes, let's explore with this this 8-inch, you know, 4-inch, whatever. I, no. It, it's so bizarre because the other thing that's bizarre that I wanted to find out more about um it looks like it only has like a two-hour battery life. Oh, yeah. Another so they're going to drop it down. They're going to get two hours of video mm-hmm. or whatever, and then that's it. Then it, it dies. That was what was surprising to me, too, is that this, the India, their successful trip, their only duration of, of looking at the South Pole was two weeks. That was their expected duration. And that has now completed, so the mission is technically complete. But I was like, what? Like, 
but the one that crashed from Russia, it was it said that it was going to last for a year. They have it planned that it, their lunar trip was going to last for a year. So they already had one that did last for about a year. Did they? So one of their first ones that they did, which was back in like uh, either like 69 or 71 or something like that. They had their Luna 9 in 66, Luna 13 in 66, and Luna 16 in 1970. And I feel like it was, uh, I got it on my a note down here at the bottom on what year they did their... So it was 1969 is when it showed, when I looked it up and they had, it was called mm-hmm. like Lunokhod 1 was their first rover. And and it went for um, almost a year. Interesting. In 1969? 1969. And, and it's unmanned, obviously, though, mm-hmm. you know, the most... Uh, That'd be a story we'd have heard about. Yeah. <laughs> it was manned. So still, there hasn't been a, a a man on the moon since 72. Yeah, which is crazy because they're all Americans. Yeah. And it happened in six missions. They had six missions plus the failed Apollo 13 in from 1969 to 1972. That's a ton. And then they stopped. So it's been 50 years since anybody has been on the moon. Oh, yeah. But if you look at the Russian... Uh, expedition this year that's their first lunar anything in yeah. 47 years they all kind of quit in the mid 70s yeah they didn't do anything in fact if you go look on um, so i went on like wikipedia to see you know man-made objects on the moon mm-hmm. and there's a big chunk where nothing happens oh yeah like nobody's doing anything and it, it is kind of interesting to see that where, so from like 1976 to 1990, mm-hmm. there was nothing. Japan actually tried a couple times in the 90s. Mm, they didn't have success. And they didn't have any mm-hmm. success. They crashed. Um, there's been some recent stuff. So China, they oh, they yeah. had a successful. Mm-hmm. 2013. Yeah. And another one in 2019 where they put a rover on. The far side of the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they sent something in 2020 as well, but I don't know about, I don't know much about that. I do know that there are now four countries, like you said, that have had things, things intentionally landed on them. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think, and really hope that Japan is successful in this next mission, because I think that any kind of information we get is fun information to learn. But then the last mission that they have is truly just to see if they can land it and to see if um, what the mineral composition of the dirt is. So most of these people are going to the South Pole, which is funny because the two American uh, trips that were postponed till 2020, actually, one is still December 24th, not before December 24th of 19, of 20. God, numbers of 2023. <laughs> and so it still might go this year, but the other one is scheduled for January 2024. And South Pole, India, South Pole, Russia was supposed to be on the South Pole. Yeah. And they're all trying to see if there's water in the ground. So I think that they found traces of water. They mm-hmm. found 
you know, like water crystals, and I think they believe that there's quite a bit of water down there. And so they want to focus there because you can turn that water into jet fuel. How do you turn water into jet fuel? So you can make jet fuel out of hydrogen. Oh, yeah. And and you need, you need hydrogen and you need oxygen. They're both in the water. But why would you want to go all the way to the moon to get jet fuel? Well, you don't want to go to the moon to get jet fuel, but let's say you wanted to go somewhere else. You spend fuel from the U.S. to get to the moon, then you refuel, and you're further along, and you have more fuel. But then you are depleting the resources that do not of the moon. There's no atmosphere. There's no anything. There is no atmosphere, <laughs> and that's where you get into other crazy things where people start talking about, like, asteroids and other stuff like that, of getting resources and even weird ideas like crashing asteroids into Mars or the moon to, you know, bring resources there. Uh, but I, that's the main reason that they're focusing on the South Pole is because they they found traces of water. Mm -hmm. And so that seems like, number one, if you needed a place that could support life. So another thing that NASA is looking into is putting pods on there, you know, that yeah. people could live in. Well, even Elon Musk has a trip planned in 2025, I think, with his first manned-capable manned spaceship where they would do flybys of the moon as a vacation. Like, you would go on, and they were going to do it in 2023, and they postponed it because it's insane and weird to think about. <laughs> it's not like they're not already going, but I can't even imagine... How expensive that is. Because the fastest that anything has ever gotten to the moon, what do you think? How long do you think it's taken? Um, three yeah. days? Eight hours. Eight hours? But it was a lightweight thing going somewhere else. And it passed the moon in eight hours. But they tend, to, when it's heavy, or whenever they're trying to get the timing right, because they're just trying to pass the moon, they don't care. It was like two day, two and a half days. You can get there. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know how much it's going to cost to take a trip up there and tour the outer skirts of the moon? A lot. $250 million, which is more than it costs the entire country of India to <laughs> go I put know. stuff on the moon. <laughs> take the, the, the one thing that I wonder, so India has I plans mean, in the future to, to, to put people on the moon. And I think they're looking at like, 2025 so they're going to start putting uh, people they're going to start doing test space runs in 2024 I believe wow but the thing that I, I'm trying to wrap you know my head around is their current missions they're doing the low fuel thing yeah how do you and do it that takes a long time I mean their mission I thought that their mission their mission to the moon only took them like a month to make it to the moon and then they spend a bunch of time tightening the orbit up, you know, on the moon. Oh, slowly going into the yeah. closer orbit. And, and in fact, so I saw this animation where they were. I know, I can't find my notes either. And I don't have an animation on here, but I, I do have an image where it talks. This is the actually the Japanese, the current mission that's going out. They send the lander out past 
the moon. So it makes its initial trajectory. It goes past the moon, and then it ends up going, so from the Earth to the moon, it goes about twice that distance past the moon. What? And then it comes back and catches the moon after the moon makes two orbits around the Earth. It comes back and catches the moon again. And I don't know why it does that. I'm assuming just fuel. It's really interesting, but they shoot it so far. So far past the moon. It goes so far past the moon. I know I'm not a rocket scientist, but I definitely don't feel like one right now. And I don't, and and it was the same thing when I watched the, they had an animation for the India one that, you know, that was successful. And it goes out into space and then it starts making loops around the earth. And I'm, you know, each loop, it goes a little further out from the earth. You're and it makes kidding. several loops, and then it shoots off towards the moon. And, and I, I imagine it's like if you're on a swing, you know, and you're building up your little momentum. In each loop, you're getting a little bit more speed. And, each, and then it ends up shooting off towards the moon. And then kind of the reverse happens is it starts making orbits around the moon. And each orbit, it starts tightening, you know, getting closer to the moon. That's weird. And it, Do you think it's because they already know how to get satellites in, so then they just built from that instead of instead of building into rockets? My guess is <laughs> is that they figured out that that's just the way that uses the least fuel. Is you like mm. okay, we'll use the natural gravity and we'll just use a little bit of fuel to boost. You know, kind of like when you're swinging, you give yourself a little bit of push, you go a little further, and then you go back, you give yourself a little push, you go a little further, and it's a, probably a lot easier than just doing a straight fuel burn and trying to get to the moon. Fascinating. Yeah, and India's, I thought theirs was kind of interesting, their uh, mission. So they had actually, this is their third attempt Mm -hmm. this year. They had tried in 2016 and 2019. And in the 2016 one, they actually had a satellite orbiting the moon for like 300 days mm-hmm. before they kind of lost communication with it. Uh, but their current, you know, this this year, their successful mission, they launched on July 14th, and they're this all out of India with Indian, you know, rockets. And it, I, my guess is all Indian technology. And they got into... It is. It was all Indian technology. ...to lunar orbit on August 5th. And then they spend... Uh, a couple weeks in tightening that orbit before they land, which they landed on August 23rd, which is now National Space Day in India, which it I thought was pretty be. cool. Mm-hmm. I, I watched I, the video of them cheering when it happened, and I was like, oh, good for you, So India. supposedly <laughs> they had the most people watching. It was a, They did a live YouTube feed. That's because it's India, and they own and they one had, third of the world's well, population. Well, it was only 8 million people, but... Still. Supposedly, that's the most ever on a live YouTube feed. Well, that I just thought it was so exciting because I just re- recently visited Cape Canaveral in Florida. Oh, yeah. And I watched the video the, of, you know, what it was like in the command center while you're sitting in the command center. And you're just like, yay. So when to watch another country hit that milestone, it was it was fun. It was like you just <laughs> yeah. get all excited for them. Especially when they've had some, you know, hard blows where they didn't make it. And you're just like, I don't know, standing up in my 
office clapping at the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, India. No, it actually, it's really cool that they're able to make it. I think their rover was able to, um, it it spent 14 days Mm -hmm. and then uh, essentially loses, uh, like, power from the sun. Right. And it gets cold. And Mm -hmm. so... Even when the sun comes back, I think what they say is that, like, it just gets so cold that equipment doesn't work. I do Because the though. swings in temperature are insane. I believe it. I looked it up because I had a hard time uh, comprehending. Like, I feel like you should be able to make it work, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you can't weatherproof it. They need to put it, it in it. a ball and with, they're... like, a heater system in it. Like, yeah. one of those phone, like play balls that people can put a coat on it you know something (laughs) but they say that like the temperature swings go from like over you know like 250 degrees to minus 200 degrees 250 degrees fahrenheit yeah to minus 200 degrees i don't know i was actually crazy like Oh no! Now I'm not a meteorologist either. <laughs> I know I don't I don't get it at all. And what I kind of think is, you know, the atmosphere must be uh, blocking us from getting that because I think they say when the sun's on it. The other thing though is it doesn't you know spin. So no. I think it just sits in the sun. It would be like if we didn't have you know nighttime, we, we just had rotate. perpetual day, and the sun would just keep heating stuff so up. So obviously though, it tilts if it's in the sun sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think because it orbits the Earth and stuff that you get shade from the Earth, obviously, uh, yeah. that that blocks it. Because you know you can you can see that when you're looking at the moon, and I, but because it just sits there in the straight sun and whatever else, like the temperature swing, wow, is huge. Wow. And so you, you have to account, and I don't know that it's like that everywhere. Because I think they they were the thing that I saw said that was you know at the equivalent of the equator, and so I don't know what mm. it would be like at say the South Pole or anything like that. But I think they said it's actually colder. But it, it might would, not I get imagine as hot. if it doesn't get as much direct sun, it could be colder. Yeah, and it probably doesn't get the same amount of heat. But so when do you think India's space program started? Ooh, Ooh quiz. If I was guessing, I would say 99. 1969. 69. 69. Wow. They have a Department of Space, but when you go to their website, they are very clear that they started doing atmospheric tests in the 1920s. (laughs) Their website's actually pretty funny to me because they kind of scold America a bunch of times. (laughs) So in 1975, they built their first satellite, India. And they had the Soviets put it up into orbit. And in 1979, India launched their own vehicle, but the satellite did not eject properly. But in 1980, they had a successful launch and a successful satellite placement. But the load was only 88 pounds. So in 1990, India has more successful launches. But then they kind of get snarky. About how the U.S. made India create their own GPS system instead of give them theirs. <laughs> and I was like, that seems fair. Like, make your own GPS system. It's Stop it. But this is likely, in my mind, this is what I was thinking, is that you're in the 1990s. And that's still the Cold War. And India is friends with Russia. I mean, the Soviet Union. So 
with the Soviet Union stealing a bunch of American information, I'm sure America wasn't like, here, take some more of our information. Give it to Russia. I mean, the Soviets. <laughs> but India, in 2008, launched their first probe to the moon to check and see if it had water. And in 2014, it developed a rocket that could carry heavier loads. And in 2023, they achieved their first soft landing on the moon. Yeah, the it was, uh, they called it Chandrayaan, which may not be how you pronounce it. It probably isn't, but it still sounds That's as close cool. as I'm probably going to get, <laughs> but it means like moon craft. Yeah. And then they had their uh, like lunar lander and their rover. And, and it's kind of cool to see the pictures of the yeah. landers and the rovers. So they have this lander that goes and... Their, their rover was a wheeled box, you know, which it seems like a fairly common design. Mm-hmm. And the, so the lander goes down, and it's all covered in, like, gold foil and yeah. everything like that. Everybody's and, is. Yeah. Cause I think they say you kind of have to. It must do something with the heat. Yeah. I think they do them, like, the shield visors, I think, mm-hmm. even have, gold. like, gold. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Goes down, lands, and then a ramp pops out and then the rover goes down and yeah there it was interesting to compare the budget too because nasa has a budget of like 25 billion every year and the isro the india's equivalent their budget is like 1.2 billion every year wow so there's this huge (laughs) difference uh, but yeah, they, it was it was pretty cool that they got their uh, rover up and working, and that it got to. I, I think that they were kind of hoping that it would come back online when it got back in the sun, but yeah, because it did in Mars. The United States sent the rovers to Mars a long time ago. They had a their shut down, and then it came back up, and they weren't expecting it to, and it did, and then it kept doing it for years. So I think that people probably were like, maybe. Yeah, so they were hoping because there was there was basically like a the article that I read was they were talking to the head of the ISRO or whatever, and they were waiting to see. And after a couple days in the sun, he just said, "Dad, if we don't have it by now, we're not we're not getting it." But we were all sitting here waiting, hoping to. Well, one of the things that happened on the Mars rover is that it got dusty. The solar panels got dusty. Oh, yeah. And so I can they see weren't that. able. So then you can't get the power. But then there was a storm, a sandstorm or a windstorm that blew all the dust off. And then it started again. It's actually a really cool documentary of which I can't remember the name of it. But it was a good one. Well, I think they're <laughs> going to start building like cleaning mechanisms into the future so that they can clean off solar panels just a little fan that does its own little yeah a little squeegee that comes <laughs> out i don't i don't know the design don't i'm not an engineer it with water though because then it'll just get muddy uh, you spray it with water and, and like then, the... and then india comes right behind and they're like we, we found, found water, water. <laughs> <laughs> but it, um russia theirs was the luna 25 it crashed on august 19th supposed to operate for a year and it wanted to see if there was water in the dirt unsuccessful but the united states had two projected missions that did not happen or one that's supposed to happen in no earlier than december 24th and i wanted to talk about these two 
because I thought it was kind of interesting because Japan wants to check the minerals and India wants to see if there's water and they have other things on their um, craft on their equipment to, you know, do some tests. But I did think that the United States, the things that they wanted to study seemed fairly interesting. Yeah, they had kind of a lofty uh, program that they yeah. were trying to, so they, I think they're, they're calling it like Artemis, and there's like five or six stages to this program. And the, I have no idea what you're talking about. The, so the first <laughs> one, they call it CLPS, Commercial Lunar Payload Services. Right, and that just means that they work with private yeah, companies. Yeah, they're, they're working with private which companies. Which Japan kind of does too. Which is what was supposed to happen this year was one of the, the first launches yeah. was supposed to be, there were going to be, so oh, this is, I think there were like nine different, almost like vehicles, nine different things that were supposed to go up. And five of them were from NASA and four of them I think were private mostly universities from what I could tell, um, but also well, I think there's private companies. There are definitely private companies. And, you know, Elon Musk and the Amazon guy, whose name I should remember. Bezos. Bezos. Jefe Bezos. He is, I mean, they do launches all the time, not just for uh, recreation. They also send stuff up all the time. Yeah, so the most launches that ever happened in a year was this year. I was there. Remember that trip to Cape Canaveral? Yeah. I was there when they launched up some special thing up into the sky that was supposed to be pretty fantastic, but I couldn't see it because there were trees in the way. (laughs) (laughs) But I was there. (laughs) And we were driving to the airport, so we were missing it all over the place. But I was there. (laughs) People in, in that area are like, so what? But they have a launch, like sometimes multiple times in a month like sometimes yeah. every week they have a lot of launches so the, yeah the most launches i think that have ever happened in a year has been i think this year and wow. we're not even done Mm-mm. the other thing this year the they had the most people in space at one time so 20 people were in space at one time did you know that china this year put up their own space station yeah. and they're making it bigger yeah well, so I guess they've got last year. uh what do they call it uh I have it somewhere too. If I Gong, which means heavenly palace. Ooh, ooh. And, and they, so they were part. They had three people on their space station. Mm-hmm. There were eleven people on the international space station, and then uh, there were six people that went on a space tourism trip. This is they, it. We're here in Jetsonland. They, they we were are, all made up it. there. Twenty people in space at That's the same time. Crazy. It's, I mean, it's going to become more normal, and I know it, but it's just it's fun to watch the steps happen. <laughs> but up next, you know, the Jetsons and the pack and your robot. It, and it'll be something, you know, like vacationing, taking your vacation out to a trip around the moon. Yeah, just $250 million just, in the bucket. I mean, the, the cost will go down. You know, it'll be $100, $100 million. I know, and you know what? That first hundred million, once you've made that, <laughs> That's right. you can go as many times as you need. It just builds. But they have the two that I know of, and you can see how it fits into what you have because I have the Nova C mission, and oh, yeah. it is from a private company called Intuitive Machines, and they are out of Houston. And I thought, I've never even heard of this. 
But this was pushed, the one pushed back until January 2024, also a South Pole mission. And they wanted to study plume surface interactions. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't look up what that means. I don't know what a plume surface interaction is. But it sounded fancier than minerals in the soil. I saw another one that said, (laughs) I can't remember what it was. It was plasma something, that surface plasma something else. And I don't remember. I I just, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, what are you, I think you're lying. You're just making stuff up to to get money. Like, oh, uh, (laughs) you want to give us money to go to the moon? We're going to study the soil. Oh, they've already done that. Uh, We're going to study... We're going to look for water. Done that. What about Hmm. surface plasma? (laughs) Have you studied? Interactions. Yeah. Haven't. Nope. All right. We'll do that. Dibs. (laughs) Radio astronomy, which I'm like, what? And weather interactions on the lunar surface. And I just thought, is there weather on the lunar surface? And again, obviously, I am no scientist. But I was like, okay. It but looks it, like it's going to be clear conditions again <laughs> for the next seven days. A little days. bit cold in the dark, a little bit hot in the sun. <laughs> Stay tuned for our <laughs> next forecast. Uh, it, but it also had a two-week planned operation, which surprised me. I mean, it's the South Pole. We talked about the sunlight exposure and the batteries that are needed. But a part of me is like, I'm sorry, my cell phone will last for seven days. If I am not, like, constantly on it. It'll just sit there and last. So surely you've got to be able to have a battery that can last more than two weeks. Yeah, you would kind of think. And and some of these rovers, you know, like that that Japanese one that's eight centimeters. Like, I get why that one, like, two hours still seems low. And I'm not even sure. Like, that's just what I read. Like, I feel like it should be longer. But, I mean, it's also got to have it's gotta cameras and, stuff and, you know, it's got to be broadcasting the, mm-hmm. so it, it's got to have a lot more on there, plus, you know, whatever shielding. I, I get it. that uh, The I battery can't last that long. In the moon dust, how it does. So I saw a video dust. of this thing in, uh-huh. in the, in, not on the moon, obviously. It didn't even make it. And, <laughs> uh, but it, it was in this, this sand sort of thing and and it it moves but it kind of struggles so the little sphere has kind of you know like holes sort of thing you know right. so it has some traction mm-hmm. and it also has the ability to to walk where it, it doesn't spikes. just spin it will mm-hmm. lift a leg up. so if it gets stuck then it can move they're going to spend a lot of time unsticking it then but it, but it barely moves anyway. Like the, when they mm-hmm. show it, and it's in this dirt, and there you're like, okay, watch, let's watch this thing go, and it goes, you know, like two inches, and they're like, yeah, look at that, <laughs> kind of like, wow, yeah, two inches of video, maybe. But it you kind of really figure nice you're not gonna, you're not going for that much when you I make an eight idea. centimeter. NASA, uh, Japan, everybody, listen to me. I've got an idea. You know those toys that are like those princesses or fairies that have the the arms that come up and they spin really fast and then they like fly off? Oh, yeah. Stick your equipment onto one of those. You'll go for at least 40 feet. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> Not even two inches. And then you get whatever information you can get. 
very little effort. You don't even need a battery. Can be made by the same people who made the. That's true. The the transformer transformer thing. Because I just watched one where this this little girl gets one of those fairy things, and she she's outside. I think it's battery operated, and it goes up and up, and then over her school that she's (laughs) she can't go find it because it's gone so far away. And I'm like, there you go. Look at that. You also should work with the toy companies. There. My contribution to space. I, I don't know why more people don't listen to you. You know, they go out, get I these don't even engineers. I know surface topics interactions are, but, but I have some ideas. My ideas are based off of toys and movies. Mm-hmm. But the second mission that the United States might still go through with today is the Peregrine Mission. Peregrine Mission 1, which is from a p- private astrotechnology company in Pittsburgh. It is scheduled for, as I said three times, no earlier than December 24th, 2023. But it's going to be carrying equipment that's going to measure the lunar atmosphere and the thermal properties, hydrogen abundance, magnetic fields, and radiation levels. And I imagine your hydrogen abundance probably has something to do with that fueling that you were speaking of before. And they're going to test their brand new solar arrays to keep it to keep it full of energy. It's going to fly out of Cape Canaveral, Florida, but it only plans to operate for 192 hours once it lands. I'm like, how can you test your solar arrays if I know. you're only going to have it last that long? Like, but, I feel like the... Uh... They they're like almost like planning to feel like if you're if you got solar rays to get power, you'd almost feel like you should have indefinite power. If you are going to be spending billions of dollars to get something somewhere, you would really hope that you'd be able to actually gather information, because all these poor missions that have just slammed in. I'm, I mean that hurts the tummy. I mean I'm not a big fan of Russia right now, but when I heard Russia's spacecraft crashed i was like oh yeah so i was sorry. sad too like it made, uh. and the, the worst thing and the, this is something that just kind of bothers me in general is i go read these articles about it and every one of them is doing just like taking snarky pot shots at russia and it, and they're just saying things uh you know like you know this is what happens when you know, oh no! And what about I just, Japan, who did none of those things? They, so they didn't take the pot shots at Japan because uh-huh. it's got nothing to do. They're no. just taking their their snarky pot shots. It's hard not to take a snarky pot shot, but it does hurt. And and it makes me kind of sad because like part of me just wants like this is a, the people doing this are not the same. No people, you know, like these In are a way they're the these same. are scientists, folks. But it's it's true. But I also feel like. The initial building of the rockets is a weapons race. Like that's how, like for, for mm-hmm. the with the U.S. and Russia when they were building their rockets, and that's how all of them are. Once they learn to do this, they then mostly have intercontinental ballistic missile opportunities available to them. Now, Japan, from what I looked up, I didn't look very hard or for very long. I think they have an anti-missile system, but I don't think they have the capabilities to shoot an international intercontinental ballistic missile uh, i'm guessing that they do because they've got uh they use their own rockets to put that 
slim well, into space. That I you think put there. when you can stick something into space, it makes it far closer for you to be able to have a ballistic missile. But I don't think, I couldn't find anything in my very quick search that confirmed. It did say that they didn't have one. But again, everybody lies all the time. Yeah, my my guess is if you got the capability to get into space, you can do Mm. intercontinental. Whether or not you built them for that purpose. Yeah. And I had an interesting set of information on the timeline of the first orbital launches. Now this is by country, by timeline. And the first is the Soviet Union in 1957. Second, the United States in 1958. Then you have France in 1965, Japan in 1970 in February, China 1970 in April, the United Kingdom in 1971, the European Space Agency in 1979, which fascinating fact, was launched from French Guiana. So South America is where the European Space Agency first launched their rockets. Um, India was 1980, Israel 1988. Um, They have Ukraine and Russia after this, even though they're part of the... um, the Soviet US, Union. Yeah, but, the Soviet but then the Union. Soviet Union collapses. They're their own country. Now. Right, but they have the dates bef- like, before the collapse. Oh, I think it was like right as it's collapsed. I was say, I so it would have been like 89, 90 when uh-huh. they collapsed. I don't know that they did anything new. I think they just consider them their own countries at that point. And then you have um, Iran in 2009 and North Korea in 2012 and in 2022. South Korea is the last country to join. With yeah. Italy and New Zealand having partial contributions. Italy was in 1964 and New Zealand in 2018. But I don't know what partial contributions mean. I just know they were in a separate list. Yeah, I don't know what they mm-hmm. what they really mean by that. It's just kind of interesting. I am really embarrassed to <laughs> I didn't think that anyone else had sent a weirdo's uh, Sputnik-style satellite into orbit. <laughs> and everybody did. And it turns out... <laughs> Anybody that has kind of did. And they all kind of look fairly similar. A lot of them are, you know, shaped mildly different, but they're all fairly similar. Well, they're, a lot of the new satellites are are coming out. They all look the same. They're, they call it like CubeSat, where oh, yeah. they're, they're all using... It's kind of the idea of like interchangeable parts is, you know, you make it this big, you make it this size. So these satellites are, a lot of them are these just cubes Mm -hmm. that are all meant, you know, to be like, like standardized. Interesting. And I thought that was kind of interesting that people were doing that, that they come up with like this standard system where, you know, like one cube was, I can't remember, you know, something like 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. And then you make, you know, your other things could be, you know, multiple cubes wide, but y'all, everything would be divisible by the, that one, you know, initial cube. The other thing, I need to find what the exact quote was. So what, uh, I think it was with the, um, with the Nova C mission. No, I think it was the, 
the failed so NASA sent the satellite with the first Japanese launch. Oh yeah. NASA had a satellite that they were going to go send around the moon and it didn't make it to the moon. Oh. It didn't make it. So Do you they, think they went off together and got I don't even know where it's at. I should have checked to see where where it was at, but they uh they launched this uh they were calling it the lunar flashlight and uh the way that they described the shape on on you know NASA's website was about the size of two stacked cereal boxes. That's wow. how big the the satellite was. It was 30 pounds and about the size of two stacked cereal boxes. Good grief. And uh, yeah, it, it, that was one of amazing. Uh, that was also part of that uh CLPS that Artemis thing where you know cuz mm-hmm. the Artemis program is to get the US back on the moon. Which so I know that when you do a lot of space exploration you you create a lot of new technology. I know that that's really good. But I'm I and I also know that there are a lot of weapons connection pieces that that just kind of connect in all of this. But I think why? <laughs> Why are we doing? We we've been to Mars. Who cares about the moon? Let's go to Saturn's moons. Uh, that would be kind of, but but part of it is like I feel like we lost it. Yeah. So you go back fifty years ago, we had people driving golf carts around on the moon. Mm-hmm. More, yeah, more than fifty years ago. And now, how old do you think we are? <laughs> But it's true. They and one of the things they did is they would, they would get their golf clubs because they thought that was funny. And they ha- there's some golf balls on the moon right now, unless they went and picked them up. But yeah, they had that rover, the... which is one of the better looking rovers even today. I mean, you could put people on it. Like yeah. that, that it, it really was this golf cart sized rover. Most of the rovers that are out there, you know, they're not manned, but they're just these small little couple feet by couple feet. We put a a golf cart on there, and now we can't get there. Now we can't even, you know, get to the moon, it seems like. So I I do think that we got to go back and kind of prove that we can do it again. Yeah, but don't forget it it was pretend. Right? It was actually... That's right. It was filmed in the (laughs) Hollywood studio. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Hollywood studio. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you see a guy in the back with a little camera. I mean, the little microphone. Oh, lift it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, there was a report that somebody said they saw a Coke bottle roll. You know, somebody left a Coke bottle on, on the set and it was it's on the moon. It's stupid to think that you wouldn't take Coke to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing India's picked up. It's like there's Coca-Cola up here. There's a Coca-Cola bottle. (laughs) It was real. The United States people did land here. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But, yeah, I don't know when, because we were supposed to, that that Nova Sea mission was actually supposed to be a couple years ago. Yeah, I think a lot of things shifted once. So, under Barack Obama, things changed from being government funded to being more privatized and then when we hit into a lot of financial issues after 2020 I think it did shift a lot of projections I mean I get that but here's one of the things that I used to, the NASA still has a budget of 25 billion dollars a year 
Yeah, but if you have to pay everybody a gazillion dollars just to show up to work, I mean, I, I don't know this, but I'm guessing that the people in India work for a whole heck of a lot less than the people in America, which I'm I'm guessing, but probably changes in theory, we also have and they a, also use a, a ton of experience. Like yeah. like you know, we put that golf cart and people on the moon. You know, hopefully somebody was like taking some notes. You know, here's how to do it. Here's mm-hmm. we've got you know with with SpaceX coming in with the reusable rockets where you can fire them multiple times. That drives costs lower. Like the cost to get into space is now the lowest it's ever been. Yeah, it should be in theory easier. We have better technology, better computing, better everything, but we we can't do it. It seems. So I mean, it, I say we can't do it, but I really do think we're we're gonna do it. I hope so, because so, that would that would be another black eye. <laughs> it, it actually would be kind of if you ended up failing, because I really do think that they they have specific plans. Like yeah. we want, you know, if you go on NASA's website, they're basically saying twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, we're gonna put people back on the. One of the things that I have a hard time with is this is feeling all very Cold War-ish again when we're having Cold War with China and we're having Cold War with Russia. (laughs) It's all very mild right now, but I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like the only reason we will, you know, press the limits of space is if we're fighting with Russia. (laughs) I mean, there could be something to that, but at the same, like to me, that would be, you know, that's the upside of the Cold War. Uh, You know, that's like the benefit. We're That's having true. the Cold War get, anyway. We might as well get something out of it. Ballpoint pens. Although a lot of people are, you know, what are we really getting out of it? Ballpoint pens. Ballpoint pens. Not right just ballpoint space. because we had those. They made them the vacuum they did, sealed or yeah. whatever so that they could it do could upside down. Upside down. I yeah. mean. Space. Uh, we got uh, space ice cream. Million do- oh, I can make it at my house now. <laughs> That's right. Stupid not to have space ice cream. Why would you not have <laughs> space ice cream? I remember when I was in elementary school, there was this boy who I think was named Nathan, but he might not have been. And he went to space camp and he brought back space ice cream. And it was Neapolitan. And I got a piece of the strawberry section. And I remember in my little fourth grade self, putting it in my mouth, I could have been in third grade, thinking, oh my gosh, I eat I could totally be an astronaut. I could do this. They get ice cream. Like, I just remember being like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I'd have been friends with myself when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, it was really fun to go through all this because light. We needed some light stuff. Yeah. But it's also interesting, and I did love deep diving into the history, and I even went into China, which didn't, according to any of my research, have anything going up this year. Um, and they had a, they had a satellite too, fairly quick up there. Ooh, I came up with a fascinating fact. This is my last fascinating fact, and then I'll let you go. But when um, the Soviet Union, before they had put anything on the moon, they are the first persons, the first country to have put anything on the moon. And 
they had this ball and it was a metal ball and it had 72 pentagonal tags, pentagonal tags that were labeled USSR 1959. And when it hard landed on purpose, it exploded and these tags went everywhere and they labeled the moon is their own from these tags. That's right. It's so got yeah. our... <laughs> but the fascinating fact is that their football association then made footballs based on this design. <laughs> so because of the pentagonal design, <laughs> their footballs or soccer balls for you Americans were made after this design. That is and kind of I didn't know the moon was the Soviet Union's. But it doesn't exist anymore. So now it's America's. I say, it doesn't, doesn't have their flag on it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And Soviet Union doesn't exist. So they yeah, lose by default. Yeah, people are going to be picking up those little pieces of metal. Soviet Union. I don't yeah. even know who that is. U.S. Uther. Uther 1959. Yep. Anyway, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> All right. See you, everyone. Bye.